We're going to accomplish great things together. There may be things you don't understand that I do in the next few months. But the reason I'm doing it is because the climate of the church has changed. The way we do things, not the word, the word is the same. But there are certain things we have to do in order to facilitate the body of Christ. How many people understand what I just said? There are certain things you have to do. And so uh, just pray for me because I'm known to make decisions. Sometimes I make them very quick and uh, people don't understand it. But if you'll hang with me, you'll find out I know what I'm doing. I understand what God wants done. And that's what's important to me. Amen? So what are we dealing with? Can anybody tell me what I've been talking about? Yes, sir. And I probably will till Jesus comes. Or we go to see him. I got up this morning about 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, couldn't sleep. Just could not sleep. And usually that's when God's trying to wake me up to get me prepared for what I have to do. Now, somebody here today is going to be helped. I promise you that. You say, well, that's, that's real general. No, I feel, I feel it. You're going to be helped. You're going to walk out of here a champion in your spirit. But I thought as the Lord dealt with me on faith again, here's a statement about faith. What is it? How is it? Faith is walking a path. Everybody say a path. Faith is walking a path you have never walked before. But you walk with no fear because you know it has been cleared for you. Even though you can't see it. Let me say that again. Even though you can't see it, you know that it's been prepared for you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's walking with me. He's cleared my path. He's made the way straight. My God, we need to wake up to that fact that faith, I may not understand which way, the path, but God has cleared it for me to get to the end of my journey. And I'm going to tell you, church is not a place where you sit and die. When you come into the house of the Lord, let me say it this way, you are coming here as you are in a school to learn. And as you go through the process of learning and you go from different levels of learning, then at some point in time, you start ministering yourself. That's what this is all about. You ministering to people, reaching people, witnessing people. And it takes faith to do that. And we're going to have to do that together. We need to remember the old motto that I had, people reaching people. We have to reach people. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what nationality they are. I don't care if they're rich or poor. We need to reach people. Because everybody has a soul. So faith is walking that path. I said last week that faith, that it, when it comes to faith, you have to start where you are though. I can't, you can't start where I am. I can't, you can't start where other people around you are. You have to start at your level of faith, the level you have, your level of understanding, because faith, we'll get into that in a minute. If you're going to start out where you are, we're going to have to get this into our spirit. If you're going to start out where you are, you have to get this into your spirit, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. Well, I want faith. What I want to do is listen to the radio and drive my car and get faith. I want to turn on the tube and watch, uh, I don't even know what the Christian channels are anymore. But the truth of the matter is, 
That's not where you're going to get faith. You may get a, a, a small portion, but you're not going to get the kind of faith we need for the next generation. We're going to need great faith. I mean, all your people of prognosticators are talking about great doom and gloom and, and, and how this new COVID thing is, you know, and we're all trying to be prepared for it. I, I, to be honest with you, Doc, I don't think we can prepare anymore. It just, here, you get, you get shots, you get boosted, you get all the things, you wear a mask, and you still get it. So here's my point. If you don't have faith, nothing you do is going to help. And that's what I'm going to teach you. We've got to walk in faith. We have to believe that God is, that he is, and that he's a rewarder. Everybody say he's a rewarder. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by Alan Meshagin. Only if Alan Meshagin is dealing with the word of God. The word of God is paramount. The word of God changes things because as the Lord spoke to me last week, the word of God is that same word that created the heavens and the earth. And you have to get that into your spirit. You have to get that God nature because he says you are like him. We're created in his image and in his likeness. Faith comes by hearing. It comes by hearing the word of God. Then it's important that we take the faith. When we start taking that faith that we've heard, that we speak, we start speaking that which we've heard. What did I tell you last week? One of the quickest ways to garner faith is you reading the word to yourself. Let your ears hear you read the word. Faith comes by hearing. 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 You may get a little bit sitting here today, but when you start quoting back what I've said and your ears hear your own mouth, you realize that your spirit believes you more than anyone else. That's just fact. I mean, have you ever seen a child agree with you, but you know deep in, your, in, your, in their heart they don't, they don't see it your way? How many of you young ladies in here, your mama told you not to do something, you shook your head, I won't, mama. And you went right out and did it. Thank you, Jesus. We've got some truthful people in here. See, faith comes by not only hearing it, but by, by, by internalizing it and acting upon it. It's important to take the faith that we receive and then we start to speak the word of God and we start speaking the word of God. Not a book that you've read, but the word of God. What you've heard and read. You start acting upon it, speaking it aloud. Notice that, that faith is the substance of things. This is what the Bible says in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is a substance. It is a substance of things that are hoped for. Faith. Faith. Now many assume that when you use divine faith, you use it on things, Floyd, that are seen. I'm going to use my faith on things which are seen or things that you see. That's not what this scripture says. I believe that's contrary to the word of God. Because you see it, now you can believe it. The old saying says seeing is believing, but this is not a spiritual truth. What is it? The Bible points it in a different direction altogether. It teaches that believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Believing, trusting God, having faith 
is seeing. It's not seeing is believing, but believing is seeing. And once you get that into your spirit, you realize it doesn't matter what you're looking at. You realize God's cleared the path. God's made a way where there seems to be no way. I mean, I've heard people say, well, talk, remember, I'm trying to, we're, we're talking about faith, but I've heard people say that that person moved in blind faith. How many people have heard that before? Blind faith. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's not the truth either. Say, Bishop, you're just tearing down all my thoughts. There's no such thing as blind faith. Not in God. It can't be for faith is never blind. Faith is never blind. Let me give you this. Faith always knows. Say that back to me. Faith always sees. And faith is always able to look through the negative circumstances. That's what you want. It sees through all the negative circumstances of your life and you see an end result. That's what faith does. Faith will always talk about the end result and not about what is. The end result, even though you can't see it, faith is a substance of things, the end result. Now, it comes with a process. Everything in life is a process. I mean, the end result is I may want, to, I may want, I may want my body to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the process is I've got to spend a lot of time in the gymnasium. And guess what? I'm not going to do that. So the process says Alan will never be Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's just fact. And when you tell me I've got to run to be healthy, you better have a big dog behind me. Because I'm going to sit down and say, nah, I don't think so. I gave that up many years ago. Faith is like, though, I love faith because faith to me is like some of the electronic equipment we have. It's like radar. Have you ever looked into the cockpit of an airplane, a jet? They've got all kinds of radar systems in there. And why is it there? So they can see things ahead of them. They want to see the mountains. They want to see the thunderheads. They want to see the storms that are ahead. And the radar tells them exactly how they can pass by it. How they can go over it, under it, or around it. Matter of fact, that radar will tell you how big the storms are or the height of a mountain. It'll tell you all that. It'll tell you if it's too wide for you to go around it and too deep to go under it. It'll show you the points of the storm where you can pass without mishap. How many people want to go through the storm and not have a mishap? How many people know we're going to go through storms? I don't care if you call yourself a Christian and carry four Bibles and wear three crosses. You're going to go through storms. The truth of the matter is, though, it matters who's in the boat with you. But the radar tells me all these things. So, the, so faith is like that in your life. Because faith ignites the Holy Spirit. Understand this, we have from God a system built in us that's more powerful than airplanes' radar. It's the might of the Holy Spirit, and faith activates all that. Faith activates it. Look, you never know what you can achieve until you try to achieve it. That's why people say to me, well, why did you do that, Bishop? I I did it on purpose, because there's no way you can prove a thing until you get out and try a thing. Right or wrong? I mean, you have to try it. 
I mean, I knew you know back in the country these fellows raised hunting hunting dogs, but they didn't know what those dogs would do until they took them out and tried them. And then even in motorcycles, as Tim's been in that, they do trials. In cars, they do trials. But when it comes to Christians, we don't know trial at all. But faith says you'll have the trial, but you're going to come through it and learn and grow. So let me say it again so you'll catch it. Faith is never blind. You're not going to catch faith off guard when you walk home today or you go to your home today. When you have your lunch today, faith is never all caught off guard. Faith always works. Never blind. I know, Bishop, you just moved on blind faith. No. No, no, no. Faith always sees, always knows. Faith is never blind. What people mean, let me just say this. What people mean when they say blind faith, what they're talking about is assumption and presumption. And many people, just like your friends, remember this is a teaching. I'm not trying to preach you're happy. Many people move on presumption and they assume. How many people know what assume does to you? They move on presumption and they assume something is going to happen. And this is where people get into all kinds of trouble and become frustrated because presumption leads them into assumption and then now they're frustrated because God should have moved for me. No, you moved. You did it. God didn't do it. God, why did you let me in me up this way? And God says, I didn't do that. I mean, if you got gout, God didn't cause that. We caused that through our certain things. You got diabetes. A lot of that is self-induced. I mean, I, I mean, there's other reasons I understand, but what I'm saying is a lot of it is because of us. We've done it. I believe we can turn it around. I believe we can turn a lot of these things around. Quit moving on assumption, presumption, and moving into assumption. We assume something's going to happen, and it doesn't. This is not faith in God's word, just to use presumption. There's prophets, Kenny, Pastor Kenny, that they, they prophesy presumptuously. They're not hearing from the Spirit. They're speaking something they want to see, something they want to hear. How many, did that offend anybody in here? If you ever come to this church, and you are, you know that I'm going to tell you the truth. You cannot. Listen to a person that moves on presumption. It'll get you in trouble. You know why so many people move, though, on, on presumption and then into assumption? It's because they observe what, okay, they observe what other Christians have done and they try to replicate what they see. Well, I saw Sister Floyd do it, but you're not Sister Floyd. You understand that, Mo? You're not this woman up here that she was healed of fourth, fourth stage lymphoma. But you're not her. We have to operate at where you are, your faith. We try to replicate what Bishop does. Replicate what that person got a job or, or Dr. Collier. You can't replicate someone else. You have to be you. So you cannot assume because Floyd has done it that you're going to do it. That doesn't mean you can't. It just doesn't mean you may not be at the level she's at in faith. 
Well, I don't understand. God's no respecter of persons. Uh, I want you to hear me. Y'all ready for this? God is no respecter of person when it comes to salvation. That may offend you or go against your theology, but you need to really study before you say, I don't believe that. He is no, he's not a respecter when it comes to salvation, but when it comes to moving in faith, it costs you something. Jesus said it himself. Disciples came back. We don't know what. We couldn't do these, these works. Jesus, we couldn't do it. He said it comes by prayer and fasting. You have to do something. You have to cultivate your faith. Work it. Brother, I saw Brother Randy. <laughs> there he is sitting over there. I saw Brother Randy. This was a, a thought in the body of Christ at one time. That if, because the Bible says, given it shall be given to you. And somebody come, steps up and gives a car to somebody. Okay, I saw Brother Randy. This may be simple to y'all. I saw Brother Randy give a car away. And, so, and, and he got a brand new car. So I'm going to go give my car away so I can get a brand new car. You have just moved into presumption. Because what I'm going to say, you may be walking for the next few months. Don't you like practical preaching? Well, I know that Brother Rick, Brother Rick Thomas that ministered here from South Florida, gave his watch away. And now he get, people give him watches. Well, I can't speak to that. But I just know if I give my watch away, I may not be able to tell time. Because here's the issue. You should never base your faith on what someone else has done or is doing. You have to hear God for yourself. Say for myself. And then you have to be obedient, Valerie, to the word that you've heard. And that takes real faith. When God speaks, you have to move on what he says. Now that takes faith. But most people don't want to move in faith. They just want to move churches. I don't want to hear that, Pastor, because, you know, he's not telling me what I want to hear. Well, I'm going to tell you. What I want to hear is the Word of God. I want to hear what God's saying to me. Faith, everybody say faith. Faith is moving on what God has provided. If God says, Dr. Carrier, I want you to do this and this with your practice. If you step out on faith, it's not blind faith. You're stepping out on that word. Now things begin to happen. I'll never forget, and you probably get tired of me telling y'all this, but I was going to build a big sanctuary to seat 2,500, 3,000 people back. We were running three or four services a day in this building here, and we were, we were knocking it out. Our choir had 150 people in it. But there came a day when I was going to build that building, I'm sitting at the bank, and God arrested me. I'm sitting there ready to sign the papers. My son, Ariel, was with me. He's always there when I'm signing stuff. I was going to let him sign it with his crayons. He was young. He was sitting there coloring. And I'm looking at him coloring. All these guys are telling me all the reasons why I can't do this, I can't do that, and I'm not going to make it, but they're going to give me the money. And I sat there for a second. I said, could we just stop right now? I don't want to do business with y'all because God just told me not to do it. I shocked everybody. I shocked the bankers. I shocked the people because I'd already said, come hell or high water, I'm going to do it. But you have to understand when I say that, I'll say to my wife that sometimes. But if God tells me to do something different, 
or he speaks into my spirit, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do that. Success comes when you hear the voice of God and act upon it. It doesn't come because somebody else has told you. It comes because God has spoken it into your spirit. So faith is moving on what God has provided for you. He said, Ali, this is what you do and I'll bless you. So you do it and you're blessed. I mean, God may have told Randy to give a car, but God hasn't told me to give a car. This is why so many people talk about faith failures. There is no faith failures. It's people that fail in using their faith. It's like there's no salvation failures. It's the recipient's problem to be able to hold on to what God has given them. They've got to hold on to it. But really, when God brings something into your life, he didn't bring it into your life for you to forget it. He gave it to you for a reason. But people walk around, they call it faith failures, but faith is not a failure. It's down-home stupidity. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. I've done it before. I said I had faith. It wasn't faith. I was being presumptuous. God gave me faith to get that woman when I was young. Oh, yeah, I'm going to marry her. I didn't care about marriage. And I just want to be, I was looking for dates. And there was always God was going to get me that one. And God was going to get me that one. And God was going to get me that one. And I, you know what? That was really presumptuous, wasn't it? Because God wasn't going to give me nothing. There's some things in life you have to do for yourself. You see, presumption, it was, I said it's really ignorance. I don't want to offend anybody, but presumption moves you into foolishness. It's not faith at all. It's when people do things because others did it, thinking they will be blessed. It's important what you do. Say that, it's important what I do. What do you mean? What is the motive, the motive behind what you are doing? Now. If you men have done something wrong and your wife feels like you've done something wrong and you come home in all that wrongness and give her a dozen roses and some chocolates, it might not work. Because women have a way of looking through the stuff to see the reality of you're doing this because you angered me about this. Now you're going to give me a quart of ice cream and some, some, some roses. How many people know that don't work? It just don't work. I mean, I have seen people take the roses. Oh, those look real good. Boom, in the garbage. Just that quick. Not me, but someone I knew. <laughs> They'll do it, but in a heartbeat, if they see that your motive is not pure. So when you say, I love you, what is your motive? Do you truly love, or is there something behind that love? See, when I say I love you, I don't have a motive. I just love you. That's just me. But that make, gives me the ability to pray for you, because I just love you. You say, well, you don't know who I am. I don't need to know who you are. All I need to know is, do you love the Lord? And I'm going to tell you, some of the finest people I know come to this ministry, this church, this family. And I have preached all over the world, and I've been in churches all over the, Amer uh, the United States of America. When I tell you, you're a rare breed, you guys really have become a family. I mean, you really are a family. 
And I appreciate that. So it's the motive behind what you're doing. Even in faith, what is your motive? Not because someone else has done it. Because it has to be because the Word of God has convicted you and motivated you to do it. What do you mean by this? When you see a scripture, I may have said something today that came alive in you. Maybe one statement. My brother was telling me about something I said a week or so ago. And it stuck with him. Am I right? He could come up here and tell you exactly what I said. I may not even remember it. He remembered it. Because it got into his spirit. Now, he can rehearse that in himself and make it come alive. So when you see a scripture in the word of God and it comes alive in you. And his spirit, God's spirit, witnesses with your spirit. It'll start to move you in a certain direction. And as it moves you in a certain direction, that which he says will come to pass will come to pass in your life if you move in that direction. You have to do what God says. Now, I don't think I know it all, but I've said so many times, I know who knows it all. And I'm not perfect, but I serve a perfect Savior. The Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. Jennifer, you hear me? The Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. Brother Mikhail, the Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. The Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. What do you mean? Well, he said something to me that totally was untrue. It's untrue at that moment to you. But a month from now or two months from now, everything that's said will come to pass. That's just the way God works. may not come when you want it, but it'll come on time. So let me say this in all my, my closing. I need to close. So faith is never blind. It always sees it, always knows. Faith knows what the end of the results shall be before it ever moves. And we remember the principle. It's not seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. It's having faith. Because faith is the substance of things. I'll pick that up the next time I speak. Faith is a substance of things. God doesn't mind you having things as long as you realize who's given you those things. He doesn't mind you having it. 